Shadow's Bastion, a By Gods and Kings story, takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. All of these works are available to read on Kindle Vela and are available shortly after this release. For more information on By Gods and Kings, please visit our website, bygodsandkings.com, or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Chapter 5 Secret Ambitions on the Sariac The sun crept over the Sariac River to the east as the boat trudged along the river. The wooden merchant vessel was full of crates and goods on its way to Urs. On the deck and in the morning elements, Kuros had his back flat on the wooden planks. The sun pierced his eyelids as he raised his hand to block the dawn, though the sounds of stomping boots gave him pause. Get up, announced Rosali from above him. We'll be in Sunshire in the coming minute. Kuros shook his head and coughed, trying his best to clear his throat before raising up. He opened his eyes to see Rosali still standing beside him, almost in an imposing manner. Already, he questioned softly. I thought you said it would take a few hours into the morning before we'd arrive. Rosali laughed and shrugged nonchalantly. I did, and I also lied, she affirmed playfully. Now get up. We need to be off this ship before they unload the cargo. I promised the captain we wouldn't get in his way. Kuros rose up and reached forward, placing his hand on a crate to hoist himself up. His hair was a bit tangled and his robes were wrinkled, but he was awake and poised to begin work. He reached down and dusted himself off as the sound of birds chirping overhead provided a soothing ambience for the journey. After a few moments of taking in the setting, Kuros approached the front of the ship with Rizali peering out in the distance. The forest on both sides of the river were dense, but a path could be seen in spots on both sides of the banks. Were you able to get any sleep? He asked Rizali, with her refusing to break her gaze. I got enough, she answered softly. I understand. The conditions were not exactly first class, but I do suppose we could have walked to Sunshire continued Kuros. He stepped forward and peered off the front of the ship to see the silhouette of Sunshire coming into focus. Wow, there it is, he said as a light smile emerged from the corners of his mouth. Rosali scoffed as the city of Sunshire appeared on the horizon. It's not that impressive, priest, she countered. Sunshire is full of mysteries that I'd rather not get involved with. Kuros turned his attention toward the god-touched servant. Like what? he inquired gently. I've always heard Sunshire was a needed port for Shorek. That it is, priest, but the Dorvos run an operation within the walls of the city that make me nervous, she answered politely. They conscript vagrants and other lowlifes into working on their plantation as indentured servants, but they're no more than slaves. Many of them don't make it but a few weeks. The bodies that are brought out are mangled, desiccated, or unrecognizable. Rosalie inhaled loudly and sighed. Something devilish is going on there. I'm trying my best to stay out of it, and you should too. The two remained silent as the boat waded along the Sariac River. Rosali took a breath of the cool, morning air while Kuros stood beside her, watching the city come into focus. To their right, Rosali and Kuros turned their heads to see the massive wooden structure that they were sent to defend and finish. The Sunshire Stockades was a hulking creation of wood and metal that sat just off the Sariac Riverbank. It's about time you made it here, shattered a voice from the bank. We thought you were going to slack off a little bit longer. Rosali huffed loudly. She reached behind her back and pulled out an arrow while simultaneously grabbing her bow. She pulled back on the string and fired it rapidly toward the voice. The arrow flew through the air toward its destination, only to be deflected by a sword and finding the tip in the ground. The man with a sword, a tall, muscular figure with sleek, black hair and a warm smile, stood prominently on the shore. Speak that rubbish again, Draenalt, and I'll make sure the next arrow lands between your eyes. You don't have the stones, Rosali. You're all bluster and no action, shouted Draenalt from the shore. Rosali seized and grabbed another arrow from the quiver. Let me get my feet on dry land, Draenalt, and I will show you bluster. Kuros chuckled as the boat pulled up to the dock. The crew scurried about to tie it to the pier with Kuros and Rosali immediately disembarking, doing all they could to stay out of the way of the crew. We're here, muttered Kuros with a smile, anxious to start his new journey as Darien's servant. 
He looked around at Sunshire to see the city on the Sariac's majestic, if not eerie, glow. He felt a sense of pride for being chosen, but he also felt uneasy. The sight of the followers of Searia out in the open gave him pause, seeing priests and other followers openly discussing things with the residents of the city. I suppose it's no different from Shorek, he rationalized before making his way down the pier with his ally at his side. Rizali looked down the pier to see an imposing figure standing with his arms folded across his chest and a menacing gaze coming from his eyes. He wore the crest of Searia on his shoulder and his black and gray clothes made him stand out. Rizali reached forward and tapped Kuros on the shoulder. Kuros, I want you to listen to me closely. That man at the end of the pier is not your friend, but he is our ally, she said softly, trying to keep her voice down to not alert anyone on the boat. Kuros shifted his attention away from the pier and over to Rizali. His name is Bartholomew Constellatz, and he is a very powerful follower of Searia. Kuros exhaled softly and nodded. Is he God-touched? inquired Kuros. No, he's only a priest like you. However, he is very gifted, explained Rizali. His goddess wanted him to be the catalyst of the stockade, but Darien had other ideas. Instead, Bartholomew will be Searia's representative within the stockade. Kuros smirked and peered back over at Bartholomew. The dock workers scurried about behind them, unloading the boat and moving around them as they stood on the pier. Then why do I need to worry about him? inquired Kuros. Because he answers to the Dorvos, and they are God-touched, answered Rizali sharply. They also run this city, and they can have you drowned in the swamps near here. Stay alert. Kuros nodded, and the two began their march down the pier again, this time with Bartholomew approaching them. Madame Rizali, glad to see you made it back to Sunshire. I was worried you were detained, announced Bartholomew from the pathway. He glanced over to see Kuros walking beside the God-Touched, smirking at the sight of Darien's priest. I take it your trip was successful. As successful as I could have hoped for, Bartholomew, replied Rizali without making eye contact. How much was completed while I was away? Bartholomew laughed. The exterior of the structure is complete, but I'm sure you saw that when you passed it. Rizali scoffed and looked at Bartholomew. What of the inside? Well, we needed Darien's priest for that, and here he is, smiled Bartholomew. The physical constructions will be done by the time the magical constructs are built. I wouldn't worry about that. Rizali shook her head and stepped away from Bartholomew, annoyed with Searia's priest. She walked down the path with Kuros still standing next to him. Rizali paused and glanced back, thinking Kuros was in tow, but he held his ground. What's your name, priest? inquired Bartholomew politely. My name is Kuros, he answered softly, almost regally. Kuros affixed his eyes on his contemporary while Rizali huffed from afar. He averted his eyes around before coming back to Bartholomew. You have quite a beautiful city. A genuine smile crept over Bartholomew's face with Rizali still a few feet away. It's taken years of work by my masters to achieve this, but I appreciate that you noticed the splendor that is before you, stated Bartholomew proudly. I was not expecting a priest for another god to find radiance in a place that is foreign to them. Kuros giggled before shaking his head slightly. Beauty and splendor do not know the boundaries of deities, but are what we hold them to be, he answered wisely. Bartholomew glanced back at the city inside. You are quite correct, Kuros, he continued. He turned back and smiled at Kuros. We are going to be spending a lot of time together, Kuros. Why don't you join me tonight for dinner at the Dorvo Plantation? I'm sure you'd love to meet with the patrons of this fair city. Kuros glanced over to see panic in Rizali's eyes. She exhaled loudly as she tried to speak, only for Kuros to smile and nod. I'd love to meet them, Bartholomew, he replied with a genuine smile. Rizali's jaw dropped as the two shook hands like old friends. For this grand plan to work, we will need to all work together. I think getting to know the Dorvos is a splendid idea and I cannot wait. Bartholomew smiled earnestly and motioned for Kuros to follow Rosali away. I wouldn't leave Rosali waiting too much longer, friend. She does have a bit of a temper and is not someone you want to get on the wrong side of, laughed Bartholomew. I'll have a carriage come and get you when it's time. 
I look forward to it, replied Kuros as he stepped away from Bartholomew and over to Rizali, who was still standing in the center of the street with her mouth agape. Kuros approached Rizali and placed his left hand on her shoulder, ushering her down the street and away from the smirking Bartholomew. Come on, don't let him think he actually got the upper hand, whispered Kuros. Rizali turned and walked alongside Kuros as they made their way toward the bridge that would allow them to cross the Sariac. What are you doing? she inquired, puzzled as to why Kuros would willingly sit down with the Dorvos. You're going to get yourself killed. Kuros laughed and shook his head. No, I'm not, he retorted plainly. Rizali stepped in front of Kuros and placed her hand on his chest. Then what are you doing? she asked harshly. For you to go to their manor and break bread with them will surely be your last meal. Clearly you see that. Kuros peered down at Rizali's hand on his chest and exhaled softly. I understand that it is quite risky, but I feel that the dangers are just, he replied. You said something when we got off the boat that got my attention. You said that Sayeria and the Dorvos wanted Bartholomew Constellots to become the catalyst of the stockade, right? Rizali furled her eyebrows, looking more confused than perturbed. I did, she answered. What of it? Kuros continued to chuckle at the expense of the god-touched. As we came into Fiorak, you mentioned that the Dorvos had their own agenda. I deduced that it was to control the stockade somehow through Bartholomew. Kuros stepped toward Rizali and gently touched her on the side with her hand still on his chest. I'm going to let them think that I am controllable and that I am a willing ally of their plans. I'm going to let them believe that they can manipulate me into serving them unwittingly. Rizali's eyes widened in surprise as Kuros removed his hand and began his trek toward the stockade. She suppressed the smile that was trying to emerge, finally seeing more to the plan that was originally disclosed to her. There is a reason he was chosen for this, she muttered as Kuros made his way down the path. Darian selected someone who knew how to play with the Dorvos, she said as her voice tapered off with a smile finally coming from both sides of her mouth. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.